0: It is Saturday, August 25th, 2012, and this
1: is Radio Wave.
2: Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Radio
3: Wave with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Well, we want to welcome you to the show, as usual. We meet every 25th of the month, except this is Sunday. We usually do it the next night. Not to have to work on Sundays. You say, maybe this is not work. Well, it is for us because we have to have different people surrounding the studio and in the studio, So this fell on Saturday night, so we're here to share with you the message that Our Lady gives to the world today.
2: Our Lady of Medjugorje's August twenty-fifth, two 2012 monthly message to the world. Dear children, also today, with hope in the heart, I am praying for you and am thanking the Most High for every one of you. Who lives my messages with the heart give thanks to God's love that I can love and lead each of you through my immaculate heart also toward conversion open your hearts and decide for holiness and hope will give birth to joy in your hearts thank you for having responded to my call
3: we are very busy in Medjugorje and very busy here in our mission at this time. And of course, after our lady left in July, we had a lot to accomplish. And one of those things was the finishing of the writing and they fired the first shot. Many things have happened this week. The book actually come off the bound binder today. And we're outputting them all afternoon today. So we're relieved in some sense to be through that. At the same time, excited for what is before us. And what's before us is something that's very daunting. Everyone now is on edge. What do we do? How do we achieve what we feel in our heart needs to be achieved without having a plan to achieve it? Over and over and over, I read about problem identifying of different situations. And the solution comes down to one thing. We've got to change our president. We've got to change Congress. And yet it is Our Lady who says change our peace, rather, will not come through the president. And you could add S to that. Peace won't come through the presidents. And actually she did say that, S, which means Congress, the Supreme Court, Parliaments of other nations It's not the avenue Because Satan's embedded in, this, in Internationalism Embedded in the federal Part of the nations and its bureaucracies And so What is the answer? What is the solution? Yeah you can say Well they pray fast through penance She says wars can be Stopped through fasting And prayer but God works through man. When France was overrun by England, reduced down to a few small square blocks, the hundred years of war, called the Hundred Year War, had been raging, and they knew the end of France was near. It would not be today if God didn't decide it to be so that France would continue its, or rather continue to exist as a country and a nation. The eldest daughter of the church, So did his decision just magically put a wand out and make that happen? No, he did it through man. Not only did he do it through man, or through men, he did it by a woman. A young woman, a young girl, who was risen up by God, who led led the men, especially three different generals who were warring with themselves, who were all French generals, Lahire and his other cohorts, and united them in an effort to stop the tyranny of the English and what was taking place. And after a hundred years of battle, in a few short weeks, she defeated the English. Why I tell you that is, first of all, to show you the parallel that God now sends a woman to do the same thing, to fight the tyranny of the world, to bring us back to peace, religious liberty, Freedom of conscience. How is that going to be achieved? Not through a magic wand. God could have done it in many ways. But he still used it, or used this plan of his, a divine plan, a supernatural plan, through people. Namely, Joan of Arc, the generals, and the troops. And the people rose up in jubilation over this. It was so supernatural that the English tried her to be a witch because they knew they couldn't do what they did without God. And they couldn't do what they did without this young girl. And we can't do what we're going to do and what we need to do without the woman of revelations who comes every day to show us what to do. But have we discovered that? How we found that way? So, It's a mistake to think praying fast means we do nothing. Joan of Arc was praying. She was fasting. But I'm not going to do nothing. When Our Lady says pray, fast, let God act, do we sit there and sit by our pools or lakes and pleasure and go out on the boat or do what we want to do or stay on the Game Boys or whatever you're playing and use your cell phones? And okay, God's going to do it. I'm just doing my prayer and fasting. I'm going to continue my life. No, we're in a serious moment. We're in a dangerous moment, critical that we do react to the divine plan of the Holy Virgin Mary to activate the plan that she said August 2nd, 1981, a great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan, human souls are at stake. Continuing life as we walk, as we know it in the present time, is not to be. If you haven't been following the messages and incorporating them into your life, how are you going to know what to do? When what takes place, are you going to be where you're supposed to be in regards to where God wants you or not? The purpose of the message is to get you positioned to be where you need to be, to be doing what you're supposed to be doing. That when God has enough prayer, enough fasting, and He acts, that He'll be able to act through you. That's the plan. Pray, fast, and act doesn't mean we do nothing. Elise says, "Use this time well." Why? Right? Because you're in a time of grace. If you're in a time of grace, does that mean it's going to go on and never stop? No. If Ali says, you're in a time of grace. You're not time's master. Do not lose time. All different messages. Do you sense maybe she's saying to be ready? And if you don't believe she's saying that, then look at her words because she said that. Be ready, dear children. Her messages are preparatorial. Her messages are eternal. Her messages are temporal. Eternal is those things not seen. Temporal is those things which are seen. We're to be active in this life now, working. Fighting. Praying. Fasting to be ready to act when God acts. It will be through us, through her children. She who leads us, just like in Joan of Arc's time. Why did God go through all the trouble, all the bloodshed, all the difficulties, all the crosses, when well, He could just as easily defeat the English? Through disease, or is he done in the Bible through through hornets when they came into the promised land, driving the English out every time they went to battle, saved all those lives? God acts through men. Do you think it took courage for God to do what he did? Do you think it took? courage for Jesus to do what he did no one ever thinks about that courage is something that is required for us as Christians and to have courage takes faith that faith that we have to have is something that you won't get without prayer, without fasting the beginning days of Medjugorje our lady said I've come because faith is in crisis so we think about Jesus and what He did and how He converted people. But one virtue we overlook, one virtue we don't see with Jesus often is that really what He did was really courageous. He was in peace carrying the cross. He was in peace walking down Via Dolorosa. He was in peace walking this whole way. So we have courage that's missing from our culture today. But it's a witness of courage Born from hope, as the lady talked about today. Birth. That moves the heart on to joy. And even if defeat comes from taking a stand, or when you take a stand, we have to remember Jesus wasn't defeated on the cross. And in fact, His courage converted some of the Roman soldiers. These hard-stoned hearts, tough men, gladiators even, had to admire no rejection of the cross, complying, obedience, suffering his pain, so much so that foot of the cross, Lionel says, surely this was the Son of God. They were convicted by his courage. The question is, do you have the faith enough that leads down the road to bring people to conversion? Faith gives hope. Hope gives you strength. Strength will give you courage. And we need that to go on each day. We're praying for answers, and yet things can't change. What's wrong with us? Why is that not? Are we really convicted, courageous Christians? Just like Joan of Arc, who marched out totally in faith, even when her generals needed her for unifying the the troops who rallied around her, they still didn't think she had the competence to do what she did. But the courage that she showed convicted them. They became totally obedient to her, even after they did the first trial to say, Well, we just need her, but we won't listen to her. And she was a courageous enough to turn against them, to leave me. That built faith in her, and that led them to defeat what was taking place in France. And be victorious to drive the English away.
4: Life can lead you down a dead end road. In the blink of an eye, it can spin out of control. When you feel like you're forsaken. And you feel like giving up when there's nothing to believe in and no one cares enough faith gives you hope hope gives you strength strength gives you courage to go on each day when you're It's out of your hands You hold on to faith It's the reason that a broken heart can mend Why you can pick up all the pieces And learn to live again You can't see it with your eyes or touch it with your hand. But it moves through the soul of a woman and a man. Faith gives you hope. Hope gives you strength. Strength gives you courage to go on each day. When you're praying for
0: event you didn't hear of, never a warning given, never reported in the headlines, August 2nd, 1981, a declaration of war. The Virgin Mary appeared at an obscure threshing floor in a corner of the world in an unknown village called Medjugorje. The Virgin told us that a great struggle was about to unfold between her son and Satan, and that human souls were at stake. All the while, the world moved forward into a war it didn't know was begun. You, between two sides, her son and Satan, heaven and hell, earth the battleground. The time of separation was started. On which side shall you be? Entering a New Time, a booklet by a friend of Mejigoria, timeless in its message, important in its direction. Entering a New Time from Caritas of Birmingham. Order on medj.com, spelled M E J.com and click on MEGMART or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000. Entering a New Time by a Friend of Medjugorje, available from Caritas of Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje.
2: Today Our Lady came and she she said that she comes with hope in the heart. And I thought, you know, with the three virtues, faith, hope, and love, that love is the only thing that's in heaven because faith and hope are no longer necessary because you know everything. Everything's there. So my question is, then, if Our Lady says she is coming with hope in her heart, does Our Lady, or do you think Our Lady knows how everything is going to turn out in this plan, or if there are things that maybe God is keeping from her, or there's still not uh, a certainty of how everything is going to turn out?
3: Well, Yaakov, of course, has made this, the words that we all know about. Most people familiar with me, Medjugorje, that Our Lady knows what's even going on my little toes. She feels like or he feels like. At the same time we have to look at the messages where a lady said that she's uh, trying to give us the impulse to, to continue to, to go to, to to get what she needs. Her plan that she wants fulfilled doesn't guarantee that she's going to get it fulfilled. And in fact, she said Satan is taking part of my plan. This was in the Thursday messages in the early days. Satan has already taken part of the plan. And so people, I'm, I'm adverse when I hear people say, well, you know, God's going to get what he wants. No, he doesn't. He didn't want Eve to fall. And he didn't want the people who died today that went to hell. And he didn't want the people today who died go to purgatory. But that happened. He wanted the people that died today that went to heaven for everybody. The trials that you suffer today as a consequence of decisions you made a year ago or 10 years ago, or 25 years ago, that you're suffering because of sin, is not God's desire. Man operates within the perimeters of no perimeters. He's free to do what he wants to do. He can murder. He can do and behave everything he wants to do. There's consequences to that. But when a man decides to do something, he's free. He can commit the most gravest atrocities or decide to be the most holiest saint. That's a freedom God's given to us. So God doesn't get what he wants. And for us to think that Our Lady's in Heaven with this plan as she's coming down, that she knows the end results can't be said. We can say, well, surely she's going to win. She said, mid-course in the apparitions of 30 years, I feel within my heart the triumph in your heart, of my Immaculate Heart, in essence is what she said. She didn't know so while she knows everything in, in uh, Yakov's toes, does she really know everything going on as the end result? Or is God keeping that from her? You say, well, she's in heaven. She knows everything. That's not so. Jesus was heaven walking on earth, Who is God. And then he told the disciples and the apostles as to the end of the world, Only my Father in heaven knows that. He was not allowed to know that. According to Jesus' words, perhaps even Jesus today doesn't know when that moment's coming. Only reserved for the Heavenly Father. Yes, they're one. And these are mysteries. These are things, the mysterious things that we don't understand because God is a mystery. And so the fact that He suffered is a mystery. The fact that Our Lady tells us Jesus is still suffering in heaven for your sins. Why? What if you come to a loved one who's done everything they can for you, who you do everything you can possible, and they continue to reject you? Does that make them feel good? Does that not hurt them? Do you think Jesus is any different? That he's paid with the highest price possible, his own suffering, his own loss, and you reject that gift, that love? What does that make Jesus feel like in heaven? There may be, There's a consolation that they've gained heaven and the people that are there with God at the same time is a delight of what's happening on the earth. We're often about Writing about the tears of the angels. You think they were rejoicing watching Jesus down Via De Rosa So maybe it's a different kind of sorrow. Maybe we don't understand it. But it's Our Lady's words that said, Jesus still suffers for your sins. And the point, man, God, Rhea writes that Judas will be a cause of suffering for Jesus for eternity. That's scary. And our puny minds, our small intellects, we may not can grasp that. We may have theological, or theologians have theological difficulties with that, but I believe it. Why? Because a lady said it. As a child, there's nothing else for me to do. But as children believe what their mother says, you accept it. And so when we look at this, and he right, says, with hope in my heart. I don't think she could have known the outcome. I don't think she would have done what she did on August 5th, 1984. Never have I cried in sorrow on earth as I'm crying in joy on this day. God gave her something. Was she looking for the 40 years, which I'm saying that, because I believe that's what she's going to be for, to gain that? Or did she gain five more years or 10 more years? I think she fought for us. And she actually said that once to Mariana I'm fighting for you. Because the preceding month before that, to Mariana, our lady says, basically, you're not working with me. She was saying, in essence, in a way, I'm giving up. It scared Mariana. She says, don't, don't fight, fight for us. The next month, our lady comes and says, I will fight for you. Everybody prayed during that month from one second to the second the next month. A remarkable event. But she'll only fight for us if she or if we want her to. So we need to say, hey, God. We thank you for what you're doing. For this mystery of sin in your mother. As she said today, Give thanks to God's love that I can love and lead you to my heart. Why? Because she has hope that she can turn you back to Jesus. She has hope that she can bring him back to the center of Christendom, because he's not. Christendom today does not have Jesus Christ himself in the center, in the first place. Many of the gods are before that. And right, he's come to tear down the idols in our lives, our culture, our nations, and our personal little gods. God's love is a mystery. He suffered when He didn't have to to show us how He lived. We have nothing to merit Our Lady's apparitions today, Why she's coming, only that God's love has given her to us. We, you, I should be humbled by this. And he says today, I want you to remember this blessing and tell God, hey God, thank you.
4: Hey God, I don't believe I ever thanked you For the time my brother got sick Wasn't sure he'd make it Then he finally pulled through Hey guy, I want to thank you for my family They're healthy and they're beautiful We were gonna stop at two Now there's number three You have your ways You have your plan Sometimes mysterious And hard to understand I am humbled by your grace in everything you do. Hey God. Hey God. I just wanna thank you. Hey God, take good care of my nephew. He was only 19, say, so didn't feel a thing. Now he's there with you. Hey, God, you know what it's like to lose someone who you truly love. When you gave your son to us, you must have cried then, too. You have your ways, you have your plan sometimes mysterious and hard to understand I am humbled by your grace in everything you do hey God hey God I just want to thank you sometimes I forget plan sometimes mysterious and hard to understand I am humbled by your grace in everything you do hey God hey God I just want to thank you Thank
2: you. Today, when Our Lady said these words, I am thanking the Most High for every one of you. It's a a pretty incredible statement of Our Lady, the cause of her hope. But I'm just curious, with a statement like that, how do you picture that happening in heaven? That Our Lady before the Most High giving thanks for every person on earth who is responding to Our Lady, living the message.
3: As you progress with the plan, and that plan is to build a business, and that business gets off the ground. I've done this to three businesses. First business was my college education. Learning how to run it. keep my overhead low. The second one was scrounging through. And the third one was completely successful. But there's so many times, even a completely successful thing, that you are barely making it. And you don't know if it's going to turn out right. Or you might lose money on this job or not be able to make it because your cash flow is not correct. And you you... All the chances that, of things going perfect, a job and you did not lose money, work out, which gives you the ability to finance another bigger job and make more money. But you don't know. And you can be sailing along really good for two or three years and then suddenly you have somebody that doesn't pay you. Or you get stretched too thin between your collectibles and the, and the operations of your business and your different crews that you have. And you start wondering... You know, this is risky. Am I going to make it? The principles is the same with heaven. Our lady is trying to amass and build an infrastructure of conversion that would lead to enough people praying, the laborers in the fields, the harvesters, how Jesus related it, to go out and harvest more souls. And as long as our lady is successful, that will happen. Lot wasn't. Job was. Sodom went disappearing. Nineveh survived. In the book of they fired the first shot. It's the Nineveh Nine Nine call. Are they coming with the Nineveh call, and she is being successful? There's times in this mesogory world phenomenon that things plateaued, that people in different periods of time lost interest. Before there was ever a hint of war, when Yugoslavia broke up, everything hit a plateau in the end of 89 where people were going there, but I felt something drying up. People had laugh, left their curiosity, people had gotten into a position where they were comfortable, people had, had grown too used to Our Lady, and things were waning. People were worn out, they were tired. And I, and I said, there's going to be something here like a war started. I remember telling a friend, there's going to be a war here or something. I remember walking down the street. I remember where I was coming down from Krizovac, closer to the church down the road. And I said these words. And within six months, things began to mature and for this war to break out. And there's been periods after that and after the war. Well, it was crucial. Would it make it? Everybody thought my well, mother of God's there. How could that happen? Many people left Medjugorje and quit believing in it because they says, I don't believe the apparitions are taking place because our lady would never let that happen. And so many people dropped out. And in fact, there was no American groups going during the war, hardly at all. We continued all through the war. Really we were the only groups that did on a continued basis. And ours did thin out, less people were going, less people got interested. And I remember people took this as a big sign. There is not, there's no way the Virgin Mary is appearing there. And Our Lady let this war drag on for four, I think it was four years or so. And then she comes with a message that thank you for your prayers. This war will end as soon as possible. Abbreviated means ASAP. When somebody tells you a duty, go ASAP, do this. That means hustle. I put out the next newsletter. It's done. The war is over. I had Christian people writing to me, cursing me. How dare you? You're not here. You don't know what you're talking about. You can't dare say that. There's no way this is going to be. You can't say something like that. I don't need it. I don't have no atheism about the apparitions. When I said it, it's a done deal. It took another year for it to stop. God had to still work through man, through the complexities. When nobody had faith in her words, I don't remember anybody really jumping on that. We were stand alone with that. I had people within the Medjugorje world in the United States writing against me. But didn't it bother me? Because I know I stood with her lady's words I know her words of truth. And indeed, it did happen. And indeed, it did come. But God doesn't turn on a light switch. It has to come through man. And so when Our Lady says, I give thanks to God's love, or rather give thanks before the Father for what's taking place, it's because she's so thankful that her crews are out there doing the work they're supposed to do, the various people, the various communities, the various individuals that work in Thank God, because she's got this plan that she didn't know in this great struggle if she's going to be victorious. And it still could turn over. The devil's very powerful. I believe Our Lady will triumph. The big question is are you going to triumph with her? Now, the question is those who aren't listening, who's not believers, will they triumph with her? Will they convert beforehand? No, dear children, God does not get everything you want. I, I, don't come to me. Saying, well, God's going to get it in the end. Oh, yeah, he will in the end. How many will lose? How many Judases will there be? And so we understand the power. We need to understand the strength of what it is that God is asking us to do in the hope in the heart of Our Lady. Think about this. You have so much importance. She just told us in the last second, or the twenty-fifth of the message, or maybe it was a mountain message. I need you. She's told us years ago. I need you. I want you. You're important. She's told us another time. I can do nothing without you. And I remember I used to work a bunch of men that were so decrepit in so many ways. It was all I could do to keep them working, doing what they're supposed to do. And this is part of the workforce problem today. People don't want to do work. They don't want to do what they want. It's easier to go get welfare. Forty-something percent of the people are just taking government handouts. Many of them could be working. And when you work them, they have no motivation because if if you may be too hard or they ask something too hard of a task, all they have to do is go get welfare. And we've got welfare. We've got so many things that, that... avoids consequences of sin that makes our life easy today, then until those consequences get so deliberating to us and hurtful to us, only then do we wake up. 300 years ago, you needed God for medical conditions. Here we go to the doctors. And so consequences aren't as easy, and that's why the consequences coming are going to be very severe and very difficult. So Our Lady's hope is alive right now, at this moment, in the stage of the Medjugorje world.
0: Once more I beheld villages, towns, and cities springing up where I had seen them before. American History You Never Learned, a remarkable writing that will amaze you and which Satan does not want you to know. The founding of America in a most remarkable way can be traced to the spiritual, a booklet of surprise, and is one of Caritas' most requested. The title explains it all. American History you never learned order on Medj.com, spelled m e j.com and click on mejmart or call in the us 205-672-2000 you're listening to radio wave with a friend of megagoria
2: this has been a big week here at Caritas uh, with the finishing of, they fired the first shot 2012. The community, for the first time, had the opportunity to read the book. They've been kind of kept in the dark through most of this year with the writing because a friend of Medjugorje has wanted it to unfold as things were unfolding for him with the Holy Spirit and and. Uh, Things coming to light and um, not having a way out and suddenly seeing some new hope come along. So all of this is in the book, and uh, it's been, for those of us who've been working on the book uh, with a friend of Medjugorje, it's been kind of fun just seeing people's reaction and experiencing this whole pathway. Right now, as we speak, we have our printing presses, or not the printing presses, those are finished for the time being, but uh, the binding machine is pumping out the books. Um, It's a pretty thick book, but that shouldn't deter you because uh, most of the community finished it within just a few days. But um, anyway, we were curious as to what Our Lady would say today in the message, Because it's such a a monumental finishing of a task and what's in the book. Um, We feel so strongly about you getting this, every single one of you, a copy and read it quickly. That we would even suggest if you're in driving distance to get in a car tomorrow, drive for rosary, meet us in the field. We'll give you, anyone who shows up, a free book. You can take it home and immediately begin reading. But um, I'm sure you, friend of Medjugorje, have um, many thoughts just about um, what this means to find the beginning out, what it means for our country, um, and the individual, like you were just talking about. Everything still comes down to the individual.
3: Well, the, the message today to me was the message about the book. Uh, now, it may say something to you, may something in your life, but... For us as a community, I think this could be addressed that very quick very easily. I can't go into details because the book is so important not to discuss the contents, because it's got to unfold for you. But what I can say about the contents or the book itself as a whole is that that there there were stages that there's no hope in writing this thing. And the purpose of the book is to birth joy, to find a way. And that hope gives that way. Hope births joy. You know, our lady said another message years ago that says hatred gives birth to dissension. An amazing message. She went on to say in that message that it doesn't regard anyone or anything. Hatred is that caustic. She said another message. First comes birth, followed by baptism, then confirmation. The church comes to confirm him who is of God. And so it is this message today confirms the release today the finishing something converging with several other things at Caritas which you'll be finding out in the next weeks that I can't even believe this happening all at the same moment we've struggled and worked for 25 years and even beyond that because I was working before Caritas started toward things that setting myself up because I made a promise to myself that after 33 years of age, I worked for myself. That I wasn't going to feather my nest after that. I wanted to be set up. I wanted to have my lands. I wanted to have my house built. I wanted to have everything. And I reached that goal. And I wondered, here it is, 33, that the that the world and how it went in this direction. I felt there was more to my life to give it for something beyond that. That's the first year I went to Medjugorje. Changed my life. I had an interior Intuition that 33 years of age would take care of some, some kind of significance and a lot of people do And I was no different And so that's when I went to Medjugorje. That's when things changed and I had positioned myself to be able to do some big changes in my life And so this hope gives birth to joy and this book today Is something of a combination of all the writings that comes together that brings answers to where you need to be, where I need to be, or either where I'm already at, and where you may be already at, or wherever people are on this walk. What was it like writing? It, it was not very pleasant. Martin Sheen, the actor, who's very left, but you have to love the guy, he's got an excellent heart, experienced conversion. He went through a period where he was filming the movie Apocalypse Now, had a heart attack. Realized he was dying. He crawled through the jungle where, he filled, where his tent was, to the producer's tents. And he promised God he'd start going to Mass every day, and he does. He's a daily communicant. Martin Sheen and I spent a lot of time together producing a documentary for Medjugorje. We also produced some other stuff together. When we were doing this, Martin, one night in Medjugorje, when we was there, was speaking about what he has to do to be an actor. And he said, I had to take on, I studied the, person I'm portraying. In other words, I become that person. In other words, if you're Thomas Jefferson, he reads and eats and thinks Thomas Jefferson. That's it. He becomes that person. He starts talking that way. He starts thinking. His mentality possesses him of who that actor is. That makes a good actor. And I could say what our lady wrote in this book, and I feel she guided, was I had to experience what I was writing. And it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't always good. And it was. An adventure in the beginning, intrigued, did not know where it was going, did not know it was even going into a book, had no plans for that. And it turned into a lot of work. And it turned into dire being in a dire situation of seeing what was being written. And it turned into being helpless. And it turned into being hopeless. And it turned into being on the edge of despair. With no way out and wondering and praying and picking a message and i let you give a message of hope and that hope was that on the day of march 28th when i was writing it when i was with others who i let them read at that point and they started getting depressed it was march 28th 1985 we picked the message after prayer I Man, what are we going to do The day we picked the message was March 28th. The message date is March 28th, 1985. Dear children, today I wish to call you to pray, pray, pray. In prayer, you shall receive, or rather, you shall perceive the greatest joy and the way out of every situation that has no exit. Thank you for starting up prayer. It was incredible. Because I didn't have no answer for where I was in the bottom of this book. Take it on as Martin Sheen said, what was happening and what I was felt and what I was going through. Our lady put me through it. Live action. There was no good and no pleasant experience, and very intense. And here is she gives this message, and it's a message of hope. We we copied that message. We put hope at the top of the message hope to light the way and we hung that where we was working i immediately after that prayer something popped in my head i says i need to do research on this and i named something and i won't tell you because it's in the book and i can't even believe i couldn't believe what i found I'm telling you this because you don't want to open this book and find that until you go through and walk this, just like Martin with the actor, and go through this and experience this walk and get to that point. And I just saw we have 14-year-olds reading this book, 12—I mean, uh, 16 years old—all the youth read it, and you can see all of them walking around, and you know when they hit that book, they all came up smiling. They all was happy. They all have some consolation. You do not want to cheat yourself out of this experience. And I'm telling you, if you're two, three hours away, drive here tomorrow or drive here Monday. Get your book. Don't wait a day on this and don't dare open up and ruin it of the experience of walking through the society and its fall and learning new things you never knew about it to come and give, be given something by God that's something you don't know about at this moment. You need to experience that hope. And what our lady said hope will give birth to joy in your hearts. We were disillusioned. And so the woman comes. We have dirty dishes in our kitchens, in our souls, the way we do. We have dirty laundry, people might say in the past. Who changes that? A mother changes that. There's nothing can change more than a woman. The power of the mothers today is tremendous. They make the image of everything the family's about. It's not the husband. They define it by their behavior. The perception of what the children being raised will see comes through the mother's eyes. The dad may guide it, but he's useless if the mother's not behind it and making the image. And so what goes in the mother's heart what brings her to conversion, what her experience is, was in her individual conversion determines in a way the whole family. Yes, the father's a spiritual guide, but if he's not allowed to do that and the wife's not doing it with him and following him, who's teaching the children to be a witness? Nothing's going to change in the family with that kind of attitude. Her attitude charges and makes and discovers a reason for thanking God. <clears throat> Excuse me, the father may lead that. But it depends on that her to do that.
1: Mama hollers supper time, and don't make me tell you twice. Wash your hands and wipe your face. Table's no place for your toys Try to use your inside voice Don't dig in till we say grace So we put down our forks and bowed our heads Then she prayed the strangest prayer ever said I want to thank you Lord Noisy children and slamming doors And clothes scattered all over the floor. A husband working all the time Dragging in dead tired at night A never ending messy kitchen And dirty dishes Real still and quiet And daddy asked, Hunter, you alright? She said there ain't nothing wrong Noisy kids are happy kids And slamming doors just means we live In a warm and loving home Your long hours and those dishes in the sink a job and enough to meet So I'm gonna thank you, Lord For noisy children and slamming doors And clothes scattered all over the floor A husband working all the time Dragging in dead tired. Kitchen to my little busy bees. begging and Mama, Mama, can we please? always want to need and call in me Loads of laundry piling up, crayons crushed into the road, In those little in dirty dishes in dirty dishes
2: I just wanted to uh, make a comment about a friend of Medjugorje's uh, telling this the uh explanation of the March 28th message about Our Lady giving a way out for a situation that has no exit. And just a little bit of a background, if you are familiar with 54-Day Rosary Novena, uh, he wrote a couple years ago. It's been out, very popular. There was a woman on one of our pilgrimages a couple of uh, weeks ago who, after returning, had a very severe accident where she was burned, um, a good part of her body and she was very devoted to the 54-Day Rosary Novena. She prayed it back-to-back over and over and over again. When the doctors came to give the report on her, he said that she was burned over 54% of her body. And it was strange to them because the doctor doesn't generally give that much specific. And they really believed it was a sign from God because of her devotion to the 54-Day Rosary Novena. It's a novena where there's 27 days of petitioning God, and 27 days after that of, of giving thanksgiving in faith that your petition is going to be answered. On March 28th of 2012, when we were in the depths of despair over our situation as Our Lady was enlightening a friend of Medjugorje, we picked this message, March 28th, 1985. That was 27 years ago to the day that Our Lady gave that message. And 27 is one of those numbers that sticks in your mind because of the 54-day Rosary Novena. Today, we have this book finally coming out in a, in a complete form. And the day that we get this book finally out, Our Lady gives a message to, to pray in thanksgiving. And so it was a, a kind of a complete circle of twenty-seven years, and that's when really a friend of Medjugorje really began his path. To, uh, Medjugorje became uh, into brought into his life twenty-seven years ago, and here we are having a, a book. And again, we can't express to you how important it is to get a copy of it, read it. You'll understand everything and be enlightened to that. But that Our Lady would say today: Begin now in thanksgiving we we see this connection so profoundly
3: well it's uh, a relief at the same time for us but at the same time it's a and for me in particular just beginning because from here we set out it's not something you just sit on i know several of the people in the community have it's like preaching to the choir or something because they, they keep up with the message every day it's part of our life but they were even shocked by the book and uh, one of the comments one of the community members said was, uh, "If you if you have a weak heart, don't read this book. If you have a heart condition, you don't read the book." And they just slipped me in, slipped me a note that said um, somebody just sent a feedback in a few minutes ago. Said that they had uh, sent a feedback saying, "I have a heart condition. Should I get a refund?" <laughs> <laughs> and and it, but it's not it's not it's maybe a ju- funny, but this book's that serious. Uh, several community members said my heart's racing one said they got up and in the middle of the night couldn't, well some, well even said they have insomnia in the middle of the night they get up they can't quit reading it they plan to go to bed and they find out I know uh, sometimes people like here were so worn out it's like take naps one of them who takes naps all over Sunday didn't take a nap that day kept reading all the way to 1230 that night and so uh, I've heard more than once that people said I had insomnia reading this book Uh, My brother told me this down the road. Uh, People in the community said the same thing. So I'm not saying that to sell you on something. It's it's vital. It's absolutely crucial. You don't delay. You don't wait. You don't wait one day. Because when you finish it, you need to start reading it again. Because you need to learn what its contents is. There's many things to learn. We're always learning things. He speaks to us as little children. Because she wants us to accept things. And truth comes out of, of the mouth of babes. Speaking about truth, an amazing thing happened with one of our little community girls, actually our granddaughter, Victoria, three years old. I've wanted for a long time to write something about tattoos. You know, a big, thick booklet about it. Because so many Christians are taking these things and doing them, and there's so many people out there with tattoos that it's continuing driving the culture in a way that there needs to be some things said about this. We had a guest stand with us in the community whose arms were full of tattoos. I love Victoria asked him, how are you going to get those off because you know you can't get to heaven with tattoos? An amazing thing. Shocking, really. Why? He actually went to the mother Aaron and told tell her, what are you going to do about her saying this? She shouldn't be saying something like that. Praise God she did say it. I don't have to write the booklet. That's all I got to say. Why? Because Scripture teaches us nothing defiled is entered into the presence of God. How many people who've come to Christ then not have tattoos of their past? If you can't enter heaven with, with that on you, you think you're going to wear your tattoos in heaven? Of an anchor or something secular or... Of a woman holding an anchor? (laughs) You think God's going to allow that in heaven? I never thought about this truth before. A three-year-old little girl had the truth to say, how are you going to get to heaven? Or rather, I'm sorry, how are you going to get those off of you because you can't get to heaven with tattoos? Amazing. We go to purgatory because nothing defiled enters into the presence of God. Your flesh will be pure, pure white. Tuck her with her when she died. As an Indian, said that those who saw her, she had pop, pop marks from chicken pots. All that went away and her skin turned white. A beautiful purity. And so here's little Victoria said a truth that only could come from God. It's a decisive thing about Tattoos. Especially all the secular things people are doing, and even the things that aren't Morally right and many of those people come to God Everything will be cleaned and Out of the house, or by, rather out of the mouth of base, we learn these things And so it is we have to look at where we are today And we have to start changing what we felt and live in living our conversion When we fall away from God He's not gonna wash his hands away from us. But he will arrange things to happen that our lives will need to change and come to him again. We can't escape our lady. It's impossible. We can deny her, we can reject her. But we'll always be looking for her. Her yearning. We need mother. God knows what the world needs. We can go to her for forgiveness. We can go to her asking, please heal us, free us from our sinful past, and give us redemption from our souls. As for me in my house, we should serve the Lord. As for me following our lady of Medjugorje, I'm always looking for her. I'm always going to be looking for her in everything I do throughout the day. Somebody was telling me a story early. that priests said well, we can focus too much on. Our Lady, I told the person to go back to him and ask him, say, Father, how much love in Our Lady is too much? God's sending her. Don't you grasp what's happening? Today, Jesus Christ wants you to always be looking for her. He's seeking that she'll be easily found. And she can be found every day at 1140 Central Time and whatever time zone you are if you're on your knees.
5: I could jump on some old highway Run a thousand miles or more Unlock some hidden mystery Behind a distant door I could sail the seven oceans Till I crawl upon some long forgotten shore But it's always gonna be you Always gonna be you I'm looking for I could climb a hundred mountains Leave a hard old world behind Wander out across some prairie Like a man out of his mind I could walk and stare into the sun Let it all just burn me deaf and blind But it's always gonna be you Always gonna be you I'm trying to find Where does a man go for redemption? Where does he take a broken heart? Shouldn't there be some small exemption? If he does all that it takes to admit to his mistakes Till the truth batters and breaks his world apart I could ask for my forgiveness from the heavens high above me Tell myself my prayers are gonna somehow be enough Get down on my knees, tell myself the mercy is a matter of degrees. Convinced I found the one I'm dreaming of. It's always gonna be, always gonna be that I love.
3: Open your hearts and decide for holiness. And hope will give birth to joy in your hearts. Give thanks to God's love that I can love each of you through my magnet heart, also toward conversions. We wish you our Lady. We love you. Goodbye.